Welcome back to the 34th episode, I'm pretty sure, of the DW Podcast. Um, I'm here with Ben. What's up, guys? Uh, we are doing a way-too-early mock draft um, for 2021. Uh, without too much intro, obviously the schedule came out. This won't be completely accurate, considering, one, the dra- our draft orders are different because we based it on our playoff prediction or our prediction video. Plus, uh, a lo- so much can change, especially with this pandemic in the next year, basically. Um, yeah. But without further ado, let's just get into it. Um, who do you have going with the number one pick? Yeah, so with the number one pick, I have the Redskins um, selecting, and I, and I have them taking um, pretty much the uh, consensus guy overall for basically every 2021 big board, uh, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback of Clemson. Yes, I have Trevor Lawrence going as well here, um, as well here, not to the Redskins, because I do not think they will be as bad as you think. I have him going number one to the Detroit Lions. Uh, I think this team's going to be bad. Uh, I think it's arguable if the quarterback's going to be the problem, considering I don't think Matthew Stafford is too bad of a player. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, let's move on to the second pick. Who do you have with the second pick? Yeah, so I have the Jets um, selecting here, and I have them taking Jamar Chase, um, wide receiver, LSU. Once again, in terms of talent, I think it's arguable that he's number two in the draft, um, especially in skill positions, so ignoring offensive linemen or or defense. I mean, he is the con- he was the consensus, maybe not consensus, consensus, but in my opinion, he was the best receiver in football last year, um, even – playing with another star in Justin Jeff or college star in Justin Jefferson. Right. He was the first rounder this year. Uh, he was by far, probably, maybe not by far, but I think he was the clear best receiver on that LSU team that consisted of many NFL first round picks. Um, yeah. For my pick, I have the Carolina Panthers. Now we've seen a few years such as in 2016 or in recent history, as in 2016 and 15, where we saw quarterbacks go one and two. I think this will be another one with the Carolina Panthers. Um, I don't think they'll get good production for from Teddy B or anybody else who they end up playing. Um, I think the Panthers select arguably the best quarterback in football this coming up year, but just not as good as a prospect, Justin Fields from Ohio State. Yeah, um, yeah like you said, um, we don't see the, the one-two quarterback quite often, and obviously we saw that. With Goff and Wentz. Um, Mariota and Winston. Right. Um, in 2016. Um, but, yeah, so my number three pick, I have the Jags selecting. Um, and I have them taking Peeney Senwul, um, offensive lineman, Oregon. Definitely messed that name up. but Yeah, 100%. Um, I ha- Or maybe not 100%. I'm not going to. Um... Anyway, I have the Bengals on the clock. Um and I think they will select, um, yeah, that guy, Sewell. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this. <laughs> um, I, I Googled it. Um, they, they didn't really. Um, they didn't really. Google didn't really specify anything. Um, yeah. So I didn't even bother. So, yeah, this guy is by far, I think, you could argue the best or the most hyped up, even if it's April, a year from the draft, the most hyped up offensive lineman prospect that we've seen in a while. Um, maybe a guy like Greg Robinson in 2014 who went two to the Rams. Uh, right. That was the first one that came to mind. There are probably more. 
that were around Sewell's hype. Um, he was great at Oregon. He was one of the best tackles um, in football last year, or in college football, but he was not eligible, so. Right. Yeah. Um, now we move on to the fourth pick where I have the Jets selecting. Who do you have the Jets, or who do you have? selecting yeah I have bears on the clock here and I think even with their quarterback situation obviously we all know that that is up in the air between um between Foles and Trubisky however um at the end of the 2020 season Trubisky will no longer be on the roster as they have elected not to pick up his 2021 option so I think um I don't think Foles is the guy long term especially because he's aging and I don't know even if you want to surround your your franchise with with Nick Foles at the Super Bowl, but quite frankly, he's not a great starter. He's obviously a quality backup. However, um, with all that said, um, I have him taking going quarterback here and taking Justin Fields. Yes, I think I don't have the Bear, I have the Bears at ten. Um, I already have Fields off the clock or off the board. Um, I also do not have the Bears at ten, so. They're probably not even in in my scenario. They won't even be in the um, in, in have a chance really to get Fields. Um, maybe a guy like Jamie Newman or so. Um, anyway, I have the Jets um, selecting a DN from Miami, Gregory um, Rasu. Yeah, something like that. We are clearly not good with names. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I th- I think he's a very solid prospect. Um, Maybe not in terms of prospect, because like not nothing really jumps out as you. At this guy is amazing. He is just very, very good. Um, I, I think he'll be a future top ten pick, um, no matter what the season brings. So let's move on to the fifth pick, um, where I have the Redskins. Who do you have? Yeah, I have the Raiders on the clock, and I have them selecting the guy you just had, Gregory R. Is what we're gonna go with, uh, yeah, defensive lineman out of the U. Okay, so now. I have the Redskins, um, and I think the Redskins make an obvious pick. Once again, I think if Fields or Lawrence are on the board, this is the move for them. Right. Unless we see a ton of success from Dwayne Haskins this year. Um, but they're both off the board, so I have the Redskins selecting just a overall talent, skill position player, receiver from LSU, Jamar Chase. Yeah, so um, if I'm not wrong, we have the same top five, um, just just in different orders. Um, obviously factored in a big part, um, would be the fact that we have different orders. Um, but yeah, so we kind of, the top, uh, five guys as the same. Yeah. Okay. Now let's move on to the sixth pick where I have the Dolphins. Um, who do you have? Yeah, I also have the Dolphins, um, here. This is the first one. Um, I think we agree on, um, and I have the, the Dolphins, um, selecting, Rashus uh Bateman, wide receiver, Minnesota. Yeah, Rashad Bateman um was awesome. I played against or Wisconsin. I'm gonna keep calling them I because I they're I, but no, um, <laughs> Wisconsin um played them once. He was an absolute monster. I'm pretty sure he caught a touchdown. Um, he had another fellow receiver. That's why Minnesota brought a lot or got a lot of success. Uh. I think Tanner Morgan, who is Minnesota's quarterback, is a low-key Heisman contender. Um, if Joe Burrow won Heisman, then I think this guy's capable of winning Heisman. Um, we'd obviously have to see like a lot of success out of Minnesota. I know they only lost one game all of last year, but still, they were never really in playoff contention. 
um, unless they went undefeated. So, um, anyway, I don't have him going here. I have the Dolphins selecting Quincy um, Roche, Roch, I'm not, <laughs> not exactly sure. Um, defensive end for the Temple. Yeah, I have him going a little later, which we will get to in just a few moments. But now we will move on to seven, where I have the Rams on the clock. Who do you have on the clock? I have the Titans on the clock. Yeah, okay. So, um, with this pick, I have Mika Parsons, um, uh, outside linebacker out of um, Penn State. Okay, Micah Parsons. <laughs> um, I have him going a lot later. Um, in terms of talent, because I watch a lot of Penn State, because I hate on a lot of Penn State. Um, he's one of two Penn State guys I have going in these in this first round. He's the second one selected. Um, later, I don't. I don't. I in terms of talent, he is at least top 10, maybe top 7, maybe top 5. I know, I think it was Kuyper's, like, top 25 or top 5 at each position. Big Board had him, like, number 5 overall. I could be completely mistaken. Yeah. I'm pretty sure something like that. Um, I, I don't think Micah Parsons um, will go this high. I think the Titans, and maybe if a team that is extremely linebacker needy is picking here, then maybe he's the move. But anyway, I have the Titans selecting the guy we just spoke about, Rashad Bateman. Yeah. From Minnesota. All right, so now we'll move on to eight, where I have the Falcons um, on the clock. Who do you have on the clock? Um, I have the Colts on the clock. Okay. Um, so with the eighth pick, I had the Falcons selecting Sean Wade, cornerback out of um, Ohio State. Um, yeah, so – I have the Colts selecting Patrick Jones, D lineman out of Pitt. Um, now I, I gotta say, um, just because I don't have much to say about this Patrick Jones, um, character, I I I'm just gonna say what I have for my ninth pick. I have the Falcons on the clock, and I also have them selecting Sean Wade, so right. we can just get the Sean Wade talk out now. Um, another or this is probably one of. One of any Ohio State players who are very good pro- or solid prospects, at least coming into college and actually stay for the full four years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, he came out of the 2016 class. Um, maybe he redshirted. I doubt it, though. Uh, I think this is a good pick for Falcons, especially a team like the Falcons, who are so defensive needy always. Uh, they obviously kind of messed up on, or at least as it seems now, messed up on their first round pick this year, considering AJ Terrell did not seem like such a great pick, at least now. We'll see how his um, rookie season plays out, but let's move on to your ninth pick. Uh, Yeah, so with my ninth pick, I have the Lions on the clock, and I have them taking um, a guy you had going um, a few picks um, prior, Quincy Roche. Um, I, um yeah, and I, I don't see how the Lions are good enough to get the ninth pick. I, I just don't. I think they are locked for top five, which means they were – or maybe even top three, which means maybe they're bound to get one of Fields or Lawrence. Um, and I, I think if they fall the late top ten, maybe even out of the top ten, surprisingly, I think Jamie Newman's a very solid option. Um, maybe if you're – 
the Lions, and if you're getting the ninth pick in the draft, then you were not, or Stafford was not bad enough for you to give up on him, so you're continuing to stick with him. Um, or another guy like David Blau, um, if you think he's all that. Uh, now, now I think um, the the Roche, that's what we're calling him. We're definitely butchering all of his <laughs> names, but that's what we're calling him. Um, I, besides the fact that he went to Temple, seems like a very eye-catching prospect. Um, yeah, let's move on to, or round out our top ten. Yeah, all right. So with the 10th pick, I have the Bengals on the clock. Um, um, I have the Bears. Yeah, okay. Um, and I have the Bengals um, selecting Samuel Cosme, um, uh, tackle out of Texas. I think that um, this is a solid pick, um, improving um, that offensive line uh, around Burrow, um, as you hope that he is the quarterback in the future. Yeah, so I have the Bears on the clock. Uh, I have them going 7-9, and nine, meaning they probably get a decent season out of Trubisky slash Foles, so they're not looking completely quarterback, where if they have a top-five pick, that's probably the move. Right. So I have going the same guy, um, just with two different teams, Samuel Cosme, O-lineman out of Texas. Um, not, at least compare, you could make an argument that this um, offensive line class isn't as good as this year's, but I do have one, I, I have like 10, uh, not 10, but seven, I think, offensive linemen going in the first round, but it's not pretty much, it's probably not as top heavy. Right. Uh, considering um, Sewell from Oregon is the guy, and then it's kind of debatable otherwise, where we saw three, maybe even four, well, we saw three guys go in the top 10, but we saw potentially four top 10 level guys um, in, in this year's class. Sure. And you could argue that's because they were very offensive lineman needy teams or because these guys were just way more talented than this class. Uh, you could make the argument either way. But anyway, let's move on to 11th pick where I have the Raiders selecting. Yeah, I have the Browns on the clock with this pick. And I think uh, the Browns address the defense, specifically the secondary, as they take – Patrick Certain, uh, the second cornerback out of Bama. Yeah, so I don't know if you were following, but Patrick Certain obviously is a um, second, which means his um, his his dad was on in some sense very good. Um, yeah, I think no, very good. I think a three-time Pro Bowler, first time for one-time first-team All-Pro in '02 and second-team All-Pro. In 03 is a successful career. Um, also played 11 years, um, mostly with the Dolphins and then a few with the Chiefs. I think his son has the potential to be just as good as him. Uh, I have him going slightly later. Uh, with the Raiders, uh, I have him going 7-9, and nine, which means in some sense not a successful season. But if you're the Raiders, uh, especially after last night's schedule release, this season is kind of a win. I mean, yeah. obviously, the Vegas move is huge for them. They get um, a bunch, I think, four primetime games. Yeah. Uh, they're hosting the draft in 22, I think. Uh, so so I think if you're not getting success, though, then you're done with Derek Carr slash Marcus Mariota. Sure. Uh, I think they go quarterback here, and I think 
They select transfer from Wake Forest, QB from Georgia now, Jamie Newman. Okay. Um. All right, so now we will move on to 12, right? Real quick, I would like to point out something. Uh, I think Justin Fields is going to win Heisman, and now that I think about it, because that's what I said, if Justin Fields win Heisman and he's already a good prospect, like a top-five-level prospect, then he's probably going to go be the first quarterback selected, um, considering we've seen that trend with past Heismans and Burrow and Mayfield and uh, uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, so, so probably Fields ends up going Lawrence if my Heisman prediction stays true. Uh, so just a side note that I kind of just bailed on my Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. I think they probably swap places. Okay. Um, anyway, let's move on to the 12th pick where I have the Jags via the Rams on the clock. Yeah, um, I have, um, the Cardinals on the clock here, um, and, uh, they take Jalen Mawfield, uh, tackle out of Michigan. Uh, I do not have that guy going in the first round. Uh, I think he's a solid, but I think there's better linemen in this class. Uh, now, I don't know if you took any of this into consideration. I did t- teams who traded picks. It seems like you just did the yeah. top 32. Considering the Rams are on the clock, right. that's fine. I was not expecting you to do that. Um, but I did. I have the Jaguars having the Rams pick after a playoff-level season. I think the Jaguars could realistically go quarterback if Jamie Newman was still on the board. Uh, maybe not, considering if my scenario reigns true, then they're a playoff team, so Minshew might be the guy. Um but Jamie Newman just went off the board a pick ago. So I have the Jaguars selecting Alaric Jackson, O lineman from Iowa. All right. Um, now we will move on to 13, where I have the Patriots on the clock. Yes, I do too. Okay. Um, let's see if we have the same pick. I have them taking uh, Javon Holland, safety out of Oregon. Uh, I do not, considering the guy who I have them picking is already off the board for you. Right. I have them taking. Patrick Sertain, Sertain, the second DB out of Bama. Um, I think this is a very Patriots-esque pick, or at least a very Patriots-esque luck. They get they, they have one season of eh, and then we see them get a potential top 10 prospect at 13. Um, I think in my original mock draft, I changed this slightly. I think I had Sertain going one pick later to the Eagles. I think he's going to be very good. Um, will be maybe the future of the Patriots' defense once Stephon Gilmore is done with his reign in the secondary. Yeah. All right, so now we move on to 14, where I have the Panthers on the clock. Who do you have? Um, I have the Eagles. You clearly had the – I clearly, I mean, had the Panthers picking way earlier. Um, right. Yeah, so – I have the Eagles selecting Richard LeCounte. Yeah. Defense back out of Georgia. Yeah. Um, I will talk about that in just a moment. Um, I have the Panthers taking Jalen Waddell, uh, wide receiver out of Alabama. And since we are moving on to it um, in just a few moments, I have the Eagles on the clock at 15. And I have them taking the same guy, Richard LeCounte, cornerback um, out of Georgia. Yeah, just to go back, I, I, I think – in your standards, you have the Panthers being good enough to the point where maybe te- they think Teddy B could be the guy. Yeah. Not their long term, so that's why they don't um, go for like a Jamie Newman type guy right. 
Uh, I think that's arguable. I think you had them going seven and nine. I'm not a hundred percent sold that seven and nine is good enough to keep Teddy B's job. Okay. We will see. Uh, let's move on to fifteen, where I have the Browns selecting the guy you had going fourteen, um, Jalen Waddle from Alabama. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, wait, wait, sorry. Wait, wait a second. Um, sorry. Um, I just want to mention it. We have four. I, not to necessarily spoil. I'm not going to say, but in with my mock draft, I have four people from or four receivers from this year's this past year's Alabama team going in the next in in the two round in the first round of the last two drafts. Um, with a guy you will see later. Jalen Waddle at times looked like the best receiver on Bama, even with the team that had Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. Um, top 15 picks this year. I think Waddle is going to be good. I think he is a similar prospect, not in play style, maybe in play style to Henry Ruggs, not as fast as Henry Ruggs, but almost. Uh, yeah, now we can move on to the 16th yeah. pick. Yeah. All right. So uh, with the 16th pick, I have. Tr- uh, the Steelers on the clock. Who do you have? The Chargers. Okay. Um, I have the Steelers taking Trey Lance, uh, quarterback out of North Dakota. Um, when I was doing this, I was using Kuiper's big board. Um, so he obviously is very high on this guy. Um, I think you could see um a a Jamie Newman um guy go here. Um, I have him going um a little bit later on. Um, I have been following um a lot more than you did, Dill. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my sixteenth pick there. Yeah. Okay. I have the Chargers to. I I think the Chargers defense is ideal. I don't know if there's anything you necessarily want to change at least going into this year. Like it might be a top five defense in football. Sure. Um, I think you look to the offensive side of the ball, and although they have a quality tight end, um. His health has been questionable in past seasons. So I think the Chargers select Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida. Yeah. Um, I am going um, a little later um, in my mock here, as we will get to in just a few moments. But anyway, um, we will move on to 17, where I have the Texans on the clock. I have the Cardinals. Okay. Um, I have the Texans selecting Larrick Jackson, um, lineman out of Iowa. Yeah, I have the Cardinals selecting a guy you had going 13, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Javon Holland, yeah. safety from Oregon. Yeah, I did have him go 13, but yeah. yeah. We're seeing a lot of these colleges, uh, not like this is anything crazy, but a lot of these colleges getting pretty repetitive, not even compared to like last draft where we saw like so many Bama and Ohio State guys go, but like even random colleges like I have more than one going in the first round. For example, like I have two pit guys and one Wake Forest guy and a former Wake Forest guy, which you don't usually see. Um, anyway, let's move on to yeah. the 18th Yeah, all right, pick. so with the 18th pick, I have the Packers on the clock. I yeah. have the Cowboys. Um, and I have um, the Packers selecting um, Patrick Jones, uh, D lineman. Um, much earlier, um, eight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, eight. Uh, I have 
the Cowboys selecting another tight end, the second and third picks, um, or the second in three picks. We don't usually see many tight ends go in the first round. Uh, I don't think we saw any this year. I could be completely wrong. And then the year before, we saw Hawkinson and Fant right. coincidentally. Iowa go. Um, I have another Big Ten guy going here from Penn State, Pat Fryermuth. Okay. Um, um, a, a great tight end. He probably should have, not should have, but could have went to the draft and been a quality pick first or second round, uh, but he didn't. So let's move on to the 19th pick. Yeah, all right. So with the 19th pick, I have the Chargers on the clock. With you. I have the Vikings. Uh, so uh, with the um, 19th pick, I have the Chargers selecting Elijah Molden, um, cornerback out of Washington. <laughs> okay. Um, with the 19th pick, I have the Vikings selecting Marvin Wilson, the lineman out of Florida right. State. Yeah. Um, now we will move on to 20. All right, so I have yeah. the Giants on the clock. Who do you have? Uh, I have the Steelers. Okay. Um, yeah, so I have the Giants here selecting um, Devontae Smith, a wide receiver out of Alabama. Yeah, so I could. this could be the biggest lie of all time, but I feel like I read that Walker Little, the guy who I have going to the Steelers, was a number one prospect um, in his class. That could be a mistake. He was definitely a five-star recruit. Uh, anyway, I have Walker Little, um, an O-line, who, who is also probably going to be a first-round pick this year before injuries, um, a perennial Stanford or solid Stanford O-lineman. Um, I have him falling to their Steelers, if you consider that yeah. falling. Um, all right, so now we move on. Yeah. Now, at the 21st pick, I have the Jaguars selecting Justin okay. Ross, wide yeah. receiver from Clemson. Um, now, I have um, the Bucks selecting Marvin Wilson, uh, D-lineman out of Florida. Yeah, I think on Kuiper's big board, he had him number four. Yeah. Once again, could be um, wrong, but yeah, I think another guy who... Just because you see talent doesn't mean he is a overall great draft prospect, um, like a Michael Parsons type guy. Um, let's move on to the twenty second pick, where I have the Niners um, selecting Trey Smith. Oh, line. Yeah, um, I have um, the Titans on the clock, and I have um, them selecting the guy you had going much earlier um, at eleven, um, and not in Jamie Newman. Yeah, I think if you don't have quarterback needy team, like this is why our mock drafts are at least somewhat different, if not a lot different. Um, because if we stuck to one draft order, then you would see. Um, right, that ours would be similar because we have because like even guys who I understand like with the draft order, but like. People, a lot of the people who we are selecting aren't even on the board for the other person's pick. Like, um, yeah, I, right. that's, yeah, I think of a specific example, but I bet if you have a bunch of, like, we'll have guys who are off the board by the sure. time, yeah. even if it is a good fit. Um, yeah. I, so we will move on. Well, one, th- one thing on that, I think, 
I think when you look at even if you look at the the, the Jamie Newman pick in particular, um, I think it's it's all about you know where you kind of rank the prospects and kind of look at it. You know, if you if for for the most part when you look at um, it as a whole and you look at the the teams we have selecting and the position group that we have them selecting, um, it might not necessarily be the same player, but for the most part, it's generally um, a similar position group. Um, so I think that just kind of changes, you know, based on where you have them ranked, um, the players themselves, and then where you have the draft order falling. I think that's really where you see a lot of difference. But I think, you know, for the most part, you, you're seeing a lot of um, agreement as to, um, you know, the, the, the needs um, of these teams. Uh, yeah, so with the 24th pick, I have the Dolphins. Um, by the way, my the thing I'm looking at this on is going to die in second minutes, um, probably like two minutes. Um, so if you can just update me, yeah, are you on my Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, you'll update yeah. me on the picks. Um, now with my pick, I the 24th pick, I have the Dolphins selecting Devontae Smith yeah. from Alabama. Um, I have the Broncos on the clock, and I have them taking Tyler – uh, Schleben, uh, D lineman out of LSU. Yeah. Now I look at um a guy like Smith, and I think whatever, no matter what he does in the NFL, unless he is amazing, which I don't necessarily see, he is always going to be remembered for one play in college. Now, if you guys did not put the puzzle pieces together, um. He caught the game-winning touchdown in overtime of the Alabama-Georgia right. National Championship. Uh, I think a guy who, if he fell to the Giants, who I have at 26, um, that would be a blessing. I have them taking another very good receiver that you will see in a sec. Um, but, I, yeah, I think this is an ideal pick for the Dolphins who lack anything, really, at skill yeah. positions. Uh, I mean, the Dolphins, besides quarterback, um, unless two is terrible, kind of need – everything they although they did not perform horribly last year they didn't really nothing really stood out on their sure. team as good um to be honest so i think whatever they do here as long unless it's like a complete reach um it could probably work out well i obviously have them taking quincy roche um earlier with the sixth pick but anyway let's move on to the 25th pick where i have the broncos selecting what about you um, and, and I have the Colts here selecting um, Jocelyn Ross, um, wide receiver out of Clemson, um, a guy I believe you had going um, earlier. Yes. Um, now, you had, was before Ross, was Waddle the last um, receiver you had taken? Okay. Um, yeah. Um, with the 25th pick, I have the Denver Broncos selecting Andre Sisco. Yeah. Back from All Syracuse. right. So um, now we move on to 26, where I have the Bills on the clock. How about you? Yeah. All right. I have so the with the 26th overall pick, I have the Bills um, selecting Rashawn Slater, um, tackle out of Northwestern. Um. Yeah, I actually have him going one pick later, um, coincidentally, to the Bills, so we can just talk about Another guy, we've seen a lot of Big Ten talent, maybe compared to usual, go in this first round. Um, and, and another Big Ten guy going 26, 
here to the Giants. Um, like I said, a receiver who is very talented. Maybe um, if you like predicting receivers to win Heisman, a dark horse Heisman right. contender, um, I think you make the argument that this guy could be one of the, maybe even the second best receiver in college football this coming up year, even if you don't necessarily see it as a prospect behind Chase. I had the Giants selecting Rondell Moore. Yeah. All right, Uh, now we move on to 27, right? Yeah, Um, like I said, I have the Bills. Yeah, I have the Saints on the clock, and I have him taking – boy, oh, boy, I'm going to mess this name up. Uh, (laughs) Hamsa Nasiruddin. Safety out of of Florida State. Yeah, um – he might be the hardest name, or he is by far the hardest name um, that of guys I have in the first round, maybe yeah. the far, hardest in the draft. Um, probably the standout that we had trouble naming in the hundred times we talked about the draft on this pod. Igbagana. Noah, um, <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, that, that guy. Uh, we've obviously had a lot of trouble saying names so far here, but not nothing compares yeah. to this guy. Um Anyway, with my 28th pick, I have the Seahawks on the clock, um, selecting Yeah, Humphrey I also have from Oklahoma. Seahawks, or I have the Seahawks on the clock um, with the 28th pick, um, and I have them taking Chris um, Olev, uh, wide receiver out of um, the Ohio State University. Yeah. Olave. Yeah. Um, he's good, too. Uh, now, my Chromebook yep, I got died, it. so can you – Say my picks, we can just fly through these, considering I can't even see them. Um, so the 29th pick, I know I have the Ravens on the clock. Um, actually, I remember this one. I have them yeah, um, taking that's Thompson. Um, uh, at 29, I have the Seahawks on the clock, and I have them taking Travis Etienne, um, running back out of Clemson. Yeah, I was going to have him um, go, I think, with, one of I, I I was thinking the Niners might select him um with the twenty second pick, but I think that might be too early to go um right. him. Um with the thirtieth pick I have the Saints selecting You have them taking have them uh selected. Mika Parsons, uh, outside linebacker out of uh PSU. Yeah, like I said, um teams are just every year they just get snags consistently in the draft um i could go back to the saints um point at ryan ramchick uh and that's not just be me being a biased wisconsin fan um then we see a guy like zach bond still <laughs> not me being a wisconsin fan or a biased wisconsin fan and then we see um a guy like micah parsons who maybe i only had falling because i hate penn state um yeah i clearly am a bi- biased college sports fan uh so anyway um, yeah, I think Parsons is an absolute snag in terms of talent. Uh, we'll see how ready, NFL-ready he is um, with, like, pro days and combines, assuming we have those. Um, and then with the last two picks, the two teams. So I did the two teams who I have in the Super Bowl, the Packers at 31 and the Chiefs at 32. All right, you have, have the Packers, Packers selecting Carlos uh, Basham, um, Edge out of Wake Forest. Yeah, so there were, was a point in time in my first mock draft where I had this guy going in the top 10 just because I thought the Colts were um, 
Maybe it wasn't the Colts. Maybe it was the Falcons. One of, somebody. It was one of the, it was either eight or nine. I think it was actually the Falcons. Were um Ed Rusher needy, so I thought they were gonna reach. Um but then I decided that was not necessary and that I could not find a good place for him until now. I think I was going to consider the Packers going receiver, but I was not sure which receiver was the guy. Um so I think Basham is a good pick yeah. for the Packers. At, at thirty one I had the Ravens. I did this based off of record. I didn't do this off of um playoffs as well. Um so I have the Ravens um selecting Andre Sisco, uh cornerback out of uh Syracuse. Um and now for the final pick, uh we both have the same guy um or the same team on the clock and we both have them going with offensive linemen uh, however different um positions and different um guys. I'll give mine first. I've been taking Alex Leatherwood um offensive tackle out of Alabama and Dill you have them taking Wyatt Davis, uh, who's a guard. Yeah, um, coincidentally, I was actually narrowing it down to Leatherwood and um, Wyatt Davis. I ended up going Wyatt Davis. Um, I think the Chiefs, obviously, they used, I was going to (laughs) say, like, wasted. um, But maybe you don't see it as wasted. um, Their first-round pick on a running back, so they might as well. Um, continue with that strategy, even though you have the best player in football, in my opinion, uh, at quarterback. I, either way, you still need offensive linemen. Um, maybe if the quarterback is the only approach, um, if they already give up on their running game, um, then you go tackle to protect Mahomes. But I think Wyatt Davis yeah. is a All right, so as well. that um, I think we'll uh, just about wrap things up. Dill, you can uh, wrap it up here. Uh, yeah. So that was a good pod. Um, in case you guys have not noticed, and the fact that I don't think I've uploaded one in three weeks, um, the PFC podcast has been discontinued until further notice. Uh, I think we it wasn't that we like got into a fight or anything. Kind of ran out of ideas. Um, so without fail, I am planning to basically break this up this pod up into seasons and as we do more we could have like part twos of episodes um that probably heavily relies on if we have camp or not this coming up summer um we will see about that maybe we even end up doing like the same categories um just with this summer's updated version um but until then and so at least until like august you will not see any more of those uh yeah i i in some sense, if you guys really only care about listening to my pod, my DW podcast, then you might be happy that the lack of camp I will be posting this summer, assuming we don't have camp. But if we do, then you guys will not see me for two-ish months, maybe even less if they shorten it. But that is a story for at least another month, um, probably. Um Anyway, make sure to check out me and Ben's pod, well, Ben's podcast that he's having me on. We are doing Giants um, week-by-week predictions with, I think, scores. I did not prepare scores if we were supposed to do that. Um, but, yeah, thanks. Ben, thanks for Yeah, thanks on. for having um, me. Disappointed to hear that uh, the PFC podcast will be discontinued. But it is what it is. Um, yeah, be sure to check out the um, episode that we are about to record in just a few minutes um, on the G-Man Journal page. Uh, but, yeah, Del, thanks for having me on. Yeah.